0: Hey guys and welcome back to yet another episode of Bearing Souls. My name is Cindy and I'm your host. And today I have a guest, um, one of my very many sisters. Someone, first of all, someone responded to my Instagram, to one of my Instagram posts and they were like, but how many sisters do you have? (laughs) But um, today I have another sister of mine and I'll let her introduce herself.
1: Hey guys, who are you? (laughs) This is yet another sister of Cindy and my name is Stella. What's up everyone?
0: Yeah, um, a few days ago I think I put out a post of who people want to hear on the show, and everyone was like, Stella, Stella, I guess just because you are one of the people who are missing, one of the many sisters who are missing, but welcome.
1: Here I am, guys. Hello.
0: (laughs) Alrighty, so now that we're done with the introduction, I wanted to start off with an icebreaker, and I wanted to ask you if you could have one superpower, what what would it be and why?
1: Um, I think I would say... To be able to, like, read minds or tell what people are thinking. What? Get in their heads. Yes, I'm nosy like that.
0: (laughs) Oh, my. Aren't you afraid of the things that you would see or hear?
1: Nope. I want to know.
0: (laughs) That's so crazy.
1: I know. It's crazy, but I like it. I, I think I would love that. So, before you tell me any of your shenanigans, I'm like, I already know, (laughs) brah.
0: So, you really just want to know when people
1: are lying. Mm -hmm. Lying or having, or like, just being able to tell this person is, they're here smiling, but they're even thinking, like, like what they're thinking right now. Like, why? (laughs) Or someone who is, like, you know how you judge people, like, this person's attitude, and yet, in their head, their head is just, like, pure. Their mind, I mean,
0: I can understand that that's the positive side, but right, imagine being able to read everyone's mind. You you would go crazy unless you have like the power to decide now I can do it and then I can turn it off,
1: right? I think, yeah, of course. If you if 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 it's like it's everyone at any time and any (laughs) like everything possible, how many people I don't know, maybe uh, turn turn it off and don't.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that makes more sense. Alrighty. Good to know, good to know. I won't be hiding my thoughts from you even if I, <laughs> even if I know you can't read mine. I can
1: still tell Cindy. I can I have a secret superpower. So uh-huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So for today's topic or one of the topics, um, I wanted to get into I wanted us to talk about your experience as the eldest daughter, I was going to say firstborn daughter, but that doesn't make sense. Eldest daughter, Um, what if you could just give us a rundown of what it was like for you growing up and explain to the listeners your kind of like your family dynamic, the relationship you had with your parents, and then we'll get into the discussion as we go.
1: Oh, wow. That's a dead one. I swear. <laughs> because it was a load um as you know like of course growing up in an extended family and being a girl born huh? a girl child <laughs> being a girl child like in uganda or in africa Zorro, It and if you're if you're like the eldest it came with a lot of responsibilities you had to take care of your siblings you like literally had to grow up so fast and I think it applied to me as well um I don't know for some reason my parents always expected me to to like just be not even I don't I don't remember being a child that much like I was I remember just taking care of so and so taking care of you know just being having a lot of responsibility um I was actually there's, there's I think there's I think I saw on Twitter which like fast bonds from across the, the world <laughs> someone came up with something called fast firstborn daughter syndrome but i swear, I, swear <laughs> I
0: was going to, I swear, going to call the episode
1: <laughs> and i didn't even like i was like oh my god this is the real thing like i'm not the only one who experienced it or you know people mm-hmm. people um it's a it's a thing like even even uh, i shouldn't say in african countries only like africa i think in african countries it's worse but like just all over the world it's i think where like they expect firstborn daughters to just do it all um have that responsibility but oh, i also think that it ties into uh being uh parentified parentification mm-hmm. which is like um i think where instead of you taking instead of your parents taking looking after you you end mm-hmm. up you end up looking after them like it can be emotional it can be um physically mm. and i think it disrupts like the natural process of of child development so um that ha- has a lot of also effects and also i think i did there was a lot of that
0: in my childhood Got gotcha. you. and just for context just for the listeners um if you could tell us how many like how many siblings you have and then Touch a little bit on. I guess you talked about the relationship with your parents. How many siblings do you have?
1: So I have um, three siblings, biological. But growing up, mm-hmm. there's there never a time where it was just like, just the well, maybe um, you know um, when we we're teenagers, it was just us. But like, uh, growing up, uh, from my young age, were always like surrounded by many other you know cousins uh, um, even like family friends and like there was always this big presence of kids so it wasn't just it wasn't just uh i i would say i would say maybe from one to six It was was my siblings mostly, but then there were still other cousins. But then from six to like maybe 12, 13, we were always like 10 people, 10 kids in a place at at a time. And out of those kids, I was among the eldest. So you can imagine the responsibility of were even like very close in age. But just the fact that I was older, there were things that, me and my uh, cousins who are close in age could do and someone who was like a year younger than me or a year, two years younger than me couldn't do just because of that you know <laughs> parentification thing mm-hmm. and it can it, it's not even like even they can be uh, sibling parentification where you, you, your siblings just feel like they're they have their sister who's going to take care of everything and they just relax And used you every time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let me kill you. Because speaking from a last born perspective, I wanted to touch on that. Okay, biologically, obviously, I'm the first born, but I was raised in a different family. And I was the last born. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) in my last born experience, I feel like, first of all, being told no is not an option. I feeling like I never have to think outside the box because I had people to do that right and then I also think being hyper independent because you're used to everyone doing stuff for you and everyone looking out for you that you can't even take care of yourself and I think that's something like being self sufficient is something that I've really struggled with in my adulthood because me I just grew up knowing I'm the baby and people got me
1: (laughs) people always take care of you imagine me I feel like that whole thing, like, of course, um, I just, I want to put this disclaimer that our parents did what, like, the best they could at the time with what they had, but um, I feel like it, it can, like, it, it, it could get worse, but I, I just thank God that we had parents who, where we could open up and talk, and even if, like, things like that were there, they, they it wasn't as bad as some, you know, um examples I've seen out there, but when things like when such things happen to your tank, age like those uh small things can affect you like small like it's very easy to 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 pick up dysfunctional tendencies that you had in in your childhood mm. um, and for me I think like when you when you uh parentify children or force them to to take care of everyone or like force them to be there emotionally or physically it can have effects um i'm going to speak for myself i feel like for me the way i think even even i i I, the way i am now the things that i'm trying to to uh, be intentional about um just that that feeling of you have to take care of everyone like Mm. You don't have to just because you are first born. You're also you, a
0: child at the end of yeah, it. Yeah,
1: like even like saying no is hard for me sometimes. I like if there's something that needs to be done or there's a crisis, I always feel like I have to act. I have to, you know, like I have to do something about this. Um, and then of course, creating boundaries is very hard for me, and I think it's an effect from from that childhood era where like they just throw things at you and you don't even have time to think through, you don't even have uh, time to be a child. Mm, you know, it, it's, it's, it. Yeah, and then I'm a, I'm, I think I'm a big people pleaser, which I'm definitely aware of now and I'm fighting very hard. Yeah, so I think it can be, it can be. I mean, there are some advantages, but it's it's things that happen to to you when you're a child can can disrupt a lot of your like normal development. That's what I think. So you really have to put in the work. And if you if you are a firstborn daughter that is always has always been there or had a lot to to become very responsible at a young age. Yeah, it's okay. Like you don't have to be guilty about things. You don't have to uh, accept help from people. Like all these small things that you think. Are not a big deal. They kind of creep up on you in your adult in your adulthood. So, mm-hmm. and things like hyper independence, also like right, or like being in yourself, having control issues. Since for you, you are the one taking care of things <laughs> at home. You think, <laughs> you think you should be the one, or like wanting to be a, a, a very perfect at everything, like a being a perfectionist. So, it's small, small um tendencies that you don't even realize that you have but it was just because you you were not given the opportunity like to be to be a child like the rest and then also the thing of being a girl like not even a firstborn like i feel like in our culture like the boys um i'm going to speak like from our family that boys were not allowed to touch anything that's crazy moana yeah, even <laughs> when they were older than us, like, what, what was that? Honestly, to this
0: day, I think, like, the boys have always been, what's the word, like, okutetsi, okutetsi. I don't know how to say it in English, but they've been <laughs> babied a lot. Yeah. That's crazy. And I wanted to ask you a question. Um, when you were speaking of parentification, I thought about, you know how situations happen and there's, like, the relationship that you have with your mom. Mm-hmm. did you ever feel like you were being treated more as like a friend and say like a sister instead of being treated like an actual child in that relationship
1: i think um yes in in very many instances <laughs> and again just because i'm a first-born daughter um like there's a i don't know i I think you somehow feel guilty like if you so if you see your mom going through things by like a struggle like you feel you're obligated to even <laughs> to, to to just be at her level like so sure that you can help um offer any kind of assistance financial or whatever responsibility it might it may be mm. um and also like I think I feel like it's my mom um is like we are very open like our relationship we talk and and yeah I don't think she like expected that but also maybe she she did it she did it when she didn't even realize she was doing it but most I feel like most moms um with their first born girls are like that like you always you even I I shouldn't say only first born daughters but like girls generally always feel like obligated to to be the lifesaver any crisis, you just <laughs> want to <laughs> anything. You just want to be like, you know, I got you. I got even if you yourself you're struggling, but you're like, ah, that's my mom. I know. So I get that. I get that. Yeah, okay. I I think you kind of have to find a balance. Like it can go overboard quickly, so you have to know like your limits. So I don't know. I don't know if I answered your question, but yeah.
0: You did. I was going to put I was going to bring input, but then that's going to be a whole other episode about like that kind of relationship with my mom now that I'm an adult because I really didn't have that kind of relationship with her when I was younger. But that's going to be another
1: episode <laughs> for another topic for a, a whole day but.
0: <laughs> so how do you think that kind of experience growing up has affected your relationships as an adult?
1: Yeah, I think I, I I kind of touched on it. Sorry, I'm all over the place. It's been a long day, but <laughs> um, yeah, like like I said, I feel like for me it's been hard to to put myself first. Mm. In some, in most cases, I always feel like my feelings are over and are less important. Like I don't know, like you always feel like I put to to. Brush your things uh, under the carpet. Like not, um, For me, I'll be okay. If I have, yeah. I, for me, I can handle it. I think I should uh, help this person or consider this person's feeling. Or I think for me, I can handle whatever is thro- thrown at me, which shouldn't be the case. Like you should put yourself first by all means. Self care. Your your mental health. Your kids like it should always be about you before you think about other people. So I know, yeah. Like for me, I always feel like if it's a, if I, I can handle. It, I I don't have to like give myself the A plus, the the A care. Yeah, <laughs> I can always get B.
0: <laughs> That's so crazy. Because when you said that, I thought of hope, and I feel like hope has always been like that for me. Like she used to make sacrifices. You know how we, viewed, like people are always broke at uni, but she would be giving me money, and I feel like she would even be like, she would give me her last money and mm-hmm.
1: stay
0: as long as i was fine yeah ah.
1: and and it's okay like to help I'm not saying that don't help or or you know Save. don't uh be there for your siblings but it, you i don't even think she was giving her her last ma- even her herself she didn't have like you were <laughs> you, you might even find you had more money in your account <laughs> than her but just because she has like that responsibility of feeling like i have to take care of people i have to you know be the life saver i have to save the world it's not like it's very hard to draw the line of where you should like you should really really be able to say no and not feel guilty and also not be able to to feel like you have to be there for everyone mm. It's not within your means you you don't be obligated to do it i love that
0: i love that bones out there
1: i hope you're listening Yes, please. And also another thing is like for me, I I I think I mentioned it earlier, like creating boundaries. Still, it's it also kind of ties to that where you like you you don't put your needs first. You always you always like what the caregiver in relationships or the peacemaker or you know like something where. I, <laughs> it's not aligning like you don't you don't know how to, to draw your, your own boundaries it's it's some some kind of I don't know it's crazy it and and I think it also stems from from just being not being a, allowed to be a child and and grow and develop and express your emotions I that's another thing that I do like I, I suppress my emotions alone and I think if you're thrown like a lot of responsibilities at a young age you don't even have time to process things through like they expect you to do a b c d and if you don't do it they yell at you <laughs> or they expect you to, to just be the absolute best yeah and that happened like my mom has always wanted uh like you you everyone even like all you guys would be like aunt jean if you hey she will <laughs> I just do nonsense around her <laughs> <laughs> to this day
0: i fear aunt g like when i'm around her i know to be so for real and act my age <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: which is which is like it shouldn't be like i mean sometimes it's it it's so it like there are situations where that applies but not every situation you No? Know? yeah so that's something else that i think um and then people pleasing, everything just literally everything just centers around other people instead of mm. like you putting yourself first in everything. Like, what do you feel? How how do things make you feel? You know, your emotions. Can you can you process your emotions? Can you you know speak up for yourself? I I think all that um gets affected when you you parents don't 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 parentify your kids, please. Period. Let kids be kids.
0: <laughs> Speaking of parents, I wanted to get into the second topic about parenting. So since you've already had that experience as a firstborn daughter, do- first sorry, eldest daughter. Um, and now that you are a parent, how do you plan on breaking the cycle? On pa- okay, I also want to add that you are a parent to a girl, right? How do you plan on breaking that cycle? saying that the girl is the younger one, and you have a boy who's older.
1: Um, I think just being, uh, just parenting with mindfulness, mm-hmm. because I know that it's very easy to repeat like um, dysfunction of family dynamics. Because it's it's not even like intention; it's just unconscious. Where you just find yourself sending mash, go upstairs, bring for me. <laughs> And can he goes. so like sometimes i catch myself i'm like ah, that's a year old like don't you can't send him three times in <laughs> and then, like so i i always catch myself i'm not saying that like i'm perfect or but i'm aware that it can mm-hmm. happen and I, I always be like no that's i think that's a child like relax and uh, and <laughs> and don't 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 like that's just a child you can't be you can't be expecting them to to like grow up quickly yeah
0: i think like once you start to see them doing stuff like understanding and having conversations you, you i guess the mind just goes to thinking oh this person is grown now they can do this and this and this but yeah they're still a child
1: yeah but i also think that um I Like, the thing I want to do, of course, uh, my daughter is still young, but, like, I want to, for every child to be responsible for themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't expect um, Walter to be, like, doing Willow's laundry or just because he's old, that, like, yeah. some, from a young age, let everyone know that they they have to, to be responsible for themselves. Um, Like, also just allow like just allow the child to be the child and don't put any burden on any on on any sibling like I said it can be sibling to sibling or parent to uh, to sibling so there's also some siblings who are like ah, my sister like like you were saying you was you had you have so many sisters who are taking care of you and you always like even you are you you are not even willing to go out of your comfort zone and be like no, I can do this on my own. This is just washing my my dress. i can't. because at this point, it's going to do it. Yeah. So I think you have to really be intentional.
0: Yeah.
1: From day one, and and again, I said easier said than done. But if you if you like notice those things from from. At, like from an an early at an early age or you start being mindful when kids are really young mm. then slow slow s- small steps you can you can there's change change doesn't happen like in in one day it's, it takes small 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 steps to get there so as long as you're aware and you know you you you, you know the things that you you went through as a child and also things that your per- like things that you wanted your mom or dad to do differently or your sibling to do differently yeah. think about those and pause like how oh, is this making my kids feel or my sibling feel so
0: i like that and i just want to say that me even if i don't have kids i think that you're doing an amazing job as a mom
1: oopsies <laughs> thank you <laughs> Oops.
0: You're really giving it your all emotionally, physically, mentally. I see you. I love it and wanna be like you for real.
1: Thank you. I love that. I love to hear that. Um, yeah, I think. I think another thing I was gonna say is is like I really overplay with my kids. I think that's. <laughs> 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 uh, I if they're happy and laughing, I'm happy. I mean. Don't over over play, play and and also ignore the the serious bits, but I feel like that just lets them feel like they are kids and mm. they can run around, they can play, they can jump, but yeah, there should be a limit, not go overboard, but just yeah I love it, I love it.
0: Um, would you do you want to okay, so I have an advice question. do you want to do you want me to read it so you can answer?
1: Go ahead.
0: All right, Uh, unfortunately, it's not related to the discussion we've been having, but it's what came in, so it's what I'm going to read. Okay, so this segment is the Soul Guide segment, um, where our listeners send us questions, dilemmas, whatever it is. You could send them to the Bearing Souls page on Instagram, or you can send us an email at souls at gmail.com. For today's question, it's a little bit long, but here goes. Hi, Cindy. I find myself in a complicated space and could really use some advice. I'm currently in a situationship with someone I deeply care about, and we've been spending a lot of time together, forming a strong emotional connection. I want to take things to the next level and define our relationship, but I'm getting mixed signals from my partner. On one hand, they show affection, treat me like someone special, and we share intimate moments that feel incredibly genuine. However, when I try to bring up the topic of where our relationship is headed, or when I ask what are we, <laughs> or even when I could be more th- hmm? or even if we could be more than just friends with benefits, they seem to avoid the conversation or give vague responses. I don't want to push them away or make them uncomfortable, but I also don't want to keep myself in this undefined limbo. I'm unsure this is so long anyway. I'm unsure if they are just enjoying the casual aspects of our relationship or if they have deeper feelings. But I'm hesitant to ask, how can I approach this situation delicately and communicate my feelings without spoiling what we already have? I truly want to know if there's potential for a more meaningful connection between us, but I fear asking and I think that it might lead to an awkward or even negative outcome. Any advice on how to navigate this situation would be greatly appreciated. Sincerely, a Kampala babe asking for many other Kampala
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that was long. <laughs> but I feel like you shouldn't compromise on your what you want. Mm-hmm. Like again it's it i know you said it doesn't tie into what we were saying but but it does what you ha- you have to set your boundaries you have to to be clear about what you want out of that relationship and if you for you you like that you've noticed those things like at the at the time you have some people notice when it's already too late mm. or when like they've already gone far deep in the relationship so i think it's it's clear i mean it's it's very important to to be upfront and and you know talk about what like what do you want out of this relationship? What are you what are you willing to compromise? What um this person should be able to tell you, like answer like that, that's communication. Like that that's not those are not hard questions to ask. Like really? the, the future of your relationship. That's not a I mean an an unrealistic question. So I I don't think you should be afraid to get answers and the earlier the better mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah um what do i have to say i have to say just do it the worst that could happen is them turning you down and remember man's rejection is god's protection if they don't want to be in a relationship with you good riddance because you're surveyed, like you're being saved from probably worse that could happen in the future like Stella said you could have realized that deeper in and then you're going to be even more heartbroken after pouring your heart out into this relationship right
1: right 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 and I there's no harm in communication like talk, figure out figure out what you want and, and yeah God got you and there's plenty of fish <laughs> in this sea, sea. <laughs> So, as long as you work on yourself you're you're good as long as you know what you want you're not harming anyone honestly you're just looking out for yourself so I love that you're good to go choose you and do you boo boo
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it I love it this brings us to the end of our episode this was so short and sweet
1: Oh my god! I can't even believe we did like thirty minutes is already done, and we touched on everything that we wanted to. Um, it, it was good. It was nice. Thank you, Sissy, for doing this. By the way, I'm so proud of you. I can't believe you have all these many episodes. I I, <laughs> I remember it was like yesterday when when you were like, telling us, guys, me I'm doing my thing. <laughs> thank you so much for
0: coming on finally I've we back you guys anyway let's not go into how long've yeah, been pushing this I'm
1: finally here but Cindy has been sibling parentifying me on this <laughs> I'm so dead. sibling I don't even know if it's if it's sibling if, it, if it's still fine. parentification but sibling that thing
0: I oh, was sisterifying you mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, thank you so much for coming on. I love you.
1: Love you, girl. See you on another episode.
0: Period. (laughs) Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.